0: Once upon a time in a Ottawa Valley far, far away, lived two podcasters. That's it. That's all I got. That's good. Yeah, I actually go. didn't
1: know what you were gonna do, but that is well done. Mm-hmm. That is very it's, theme it's a fairy tale. It, well
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay.
1: For this conversation?
0: <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Uh, <laughs> I mean- think it's gonna be a short episode, guys. I'm just gonna like <laughs> That's my prediction. I actually have a lot of things to say. Okay, good. I'm glad. Okay. Yeah.
1: But Mita, how are you?
0: I am living and breathing.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Another
0: day. Another dollar. Mita,
1: it's so hot.
0: It's like really hot in my room right
1: now. It's so hot. Yeah. It's, it's the disgusting. hottest I've felt in the city in a while.
0: Look at all this like sheen on it my is just face. Like, she- it is just like
1: a layer of sweat. Like has yeah. just...
0: Natural highlight. Natural yeah. highlight. But it's
1: hot. <laughs> and for those of you who don't live in the Ottawa region, it is about 40 degrees Celsius. I didn't even
0: look. I just know it's hot. It's hot.
1: So my wife went and dropped off my daughter this morning at eight o'clock. eight, Nine o'clock, sorry. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I checked the temperature and it was already 30 degrees at 9 a.m. <laughs> it was just, and it just kept going up and up. Apparently, though, Vancouver was forty-eight with the humidex.
0: Yeah, someone was telling me that the other day.
1: That is like that's I,
0: disgusting. I
1: remember going to India once. Actually, we went in, and we went to Delhi in July.
0: Mm-hmm. Why?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> we were there, and we did like a tour of India. So we went to Google d- India in the summer. <laughs> I mean, because of school, man. When else are we supposed to go?
0: Oh, I only ever went in the the winter. winter or yeah.
1: So we went in July, and I swear to God, you got out of the airport, and it was like you walked into heat.
0: Into the humidity, yeah.
1: Into the humidity, and it was, I remember that day, 50 degrees. And do you know what it felt like? It felt like 50 degrees.
0: But you know what? I prefer this over the 50 centimeters of snow. I would take this over that.
1: Yeah, it's true, actually. Mm -hmm. generally speaking.
0: Yes, because that one day, that one year, we had 50 centimeters of snow. I was like, this is it. And the next year I moved to Toronto. (laughs) I was like, nope, I'm not doing this again.
1: Again, to our listeners who don't know, me and I both live in Ottawa. And Ottawa, I think, I don't know if it's the city. I actually think it might be the city with the biggest range of temperature for a single city. Because it goes as cold as minus 40 Celsius and as hot as plus 40 40 Celsius. It is just like... The ex- that is an eighty degree like v- variance. It so is- if you're that
0: person that's like, I want to live in the seasons. Yeah,
1: you li- has here. every single season. You experience them.
0: Yeah, I mean, fall's pretty short. But
1: though. it is a season.
0: Yeah, it, it it exists.
1: And I never understood why people. You know how they always taught say like. You know, if there's nothing to talk about, you talk about the weather. In Ottawa, the weather is a real point of conversation because That's is, all you
0: talk that's about. That's all you talk about because it's
1: so variable here.
0: Nobody wants to talk about anything else but the weather. It's
1: such a big deal here.
0: It's a real scorcher there, eh?
1: <laughs> Some people do talk like that. Hey, there, bud. But meet that. Do you know what is coming up? My birthday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> meet but- that. Is- June 28th, for it all those is. wondering.
1: Yeah. And my
0: birthday is July
1: 1st. So Mitha and Canada have the same birthday.
0: But Mitha has a birthday. <laughs> we just want to put that out there. Mita. We all know about Canada, yeah. but it's also National Mita Sampas Day.
1: Okay. Well, that's yeah. very good to know.
0: I pushed my way out to be born on July 1st. Apparently. It's a true story. I was planned to be born July 3rd, actually. Yeah. And my mom wanted me born on July 1st because that's my parents' wedding anniversary. And the doctor said, I can't, why am I telling this? The doctor (laughs) said, no, we can't schedule because my mom was older. So they wanted to schedule her birth. We can't schedule on a national holiday. Like we just can't do that. And my mom was like, fine, July 3rd. And on June 30th, my mom went into labor and she said to my dad, I think it's time. And my dad said, no, you just want this baby born on July 1st. <laughs> my mom slept through the whole night with like contractions. With contractions? <laughs> with contractions. She didn't sleep. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she waited all there. night. And finally in the morning, she was just like, no, I really think <laughs> the baby is coming. And then there I was at 1238.
1: Wow, so right, you afternoon. just made Canada. Oh, in the afternoon. Okay. In the afternoon. Okay. I, I yeah. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the world.
0: Meet the Sampate.
1: I see you have in our notes that you want to talk about something.
0: Yes. Okay. There's two things I it. wrote in there. So the first is Canada Day. I don't know if you've read up on this a little bit. I don't. I'm not fully informed. But there are a lot of people talking about canceling Canada Day, mm. um just because of the recent news of all the Aboriginal. Oh, children. This is so. Yeah, it's really it's very sad. sad. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know if Maybe we should. not talk
1: about
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> but I wanted to hear your perspective on it because I always find your perspective interesting. <laughs> Is it controversial?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it's really... I think it's... I don't have an opinion on it. And I mean in terms of, like, I don't have a definitive opinion. Because for those people who don't know, because I don't know how big this news is internationally, but Mm -hmm. they have discovered very recently on reservation sites 721 unmarked graves of Aboriginal children. Yeah. It's very upsetting, actually. It's so disheartening. It's really, really sad. It's very... It's very shocking to, to, to hear that kind of news about your country that I, I think most Canadians, if not all Canadians, are very proud to be Canadian.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we know we have our problems and we know we have our issues. But generally speaking, we like to I think we do have a bit of a chip on our shoulder. And then you hear something like this and you're like, wow, who who are we to say we're better than anyone now? Yeah, it's really quite sad. That said, it is still our country.
0: Yeah, it's a weird thing. My, so my dad loves Canada Day. Mm-hmm. And every year he'll put a flag up, like, yeah. on our garage. And this year he was putting them up. And I was just like, I don't know if we should. Like, I don't know if this is appropriate. And he's like, why? And I was, like, explaining it to him. And then I was looking around. I was like, Dad, like, no one else has their flags up. A couple houses, but, like, not as much as we mm-hmm. usually would see. And I was like, nobody else really does it. And I don't know if it's, like, sending the right message. He's like, because there are
1: still things to be proud of. That's the thing, right? Like, it's yeah. Not, it's kind of like saying, you know, your parents, for instance, <laughs> you love your parents, yeah. and you know you know you you look up to them, you admire them. For large, largely speaking, I think most people do. But your parents are flawed people, and I think you recognize that you can love someone and respect them, but then recognize their flaws and recognize they need to change too. I think that's just all this is. I'm very yeah. proud to be Canadian, and I recognize at the same time that we have a lot of work to do and we have a lot of answers to give. But it doesn't change the true. fact that like. That news doesn't change the fact that being Canadian is a privilege for us. It doesn't change that. Like we we live in a very safe, healthy, secure country and have what is probably one of the most valuable passports in the world. Hmm. You can't deny that.
0: Yeah, I am proud of Canada and I am disproud. Is that the right? dis? I'm upset and disheartened.
1: Yeah, I'm disheartened. But it's like your dad said, it doesn't change the fact that there is good. There is bad and yeah. this is something that we need to be accountable for and again that the questions need to be answered but that doesn't change the fact that there are good things about canada this is true i, I think cancel culture in general which i don't think i've spoken about on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i think mean, it's the theme culture, of
0: our podcast
1: it's cancel so culture. <laughs> it's so one-sided it's so like this thing is bad and now we need to move on from it and it's a very i think it's kind of an immature look at something. Because mm-hmm. people in general are flawed. You and I are flawed people. And this notion yeah. that just because someone has done something bad or something has not been has been imperfect that we have to say we shouldn't praise them or we shouldn't respect them or anything like that, that's very misguided.
0: And where it's the opportunity to actually grow from things. Yeah.
1: Because the flip side is saying that just because fine, like we didn't discover these, you know, these graves and this these atrocities that happened, did it mean that Canada was perfect then? No. Right. Like it was never yeah. perfect. And we just found another blemish.
0: I thought we were. <laughs> no. I mean, like I obviously know about this and, and have known about the injustice yeah. towards Aboriginal peoples in our country for a long time. I feel like it's not taught enough in schools. And like, that's really Absolutely what should not. be yeah. changed. And our culture and our history really needs to be um, there needs to be a stronger educational point there. Um, but I do love our country, too. Yeah okay well interesting i guess we're on the same point for that one i do have a second thing i want to talk about please and it's a little bit different (laughs) um so i literally just watched this or um this thing really quickly before we recorded and there is a man out there and he is on facebook and he literally donates his sperm to people who who just like want to have a kid and not in the way that they go to a clinic and like he goes in a cup and like gives it to them through the clinic. He will go in a cup at home and he'll just like send it to them. He'll meet them somewhere and give it to them. And then they inject a it turkey themselves, baster themselves like a turkey baster themselves. And like he described one time, he like literally Ubered his sperm. He, he went in the cup. He like covered up the cup, put the cup with an Uber driver and the Uber driver dropped it off for him. And he, has thirty five children, of course, and and six on the way, forty one kids, and the inter- I didn't get to finish the interview yeah. <laughs> that was on there, but the interviewer was just like, ethically, like, do you think that's responsible to yeah. have forty one kids? And I want to know your viewpoint on this.
1: <laughs> I mean. That's an 41. interesting point. Forty one kids is a lot, but like I guess And his... he's
0: twenty nine years old.
1: But I guess his and I guess he's making money off of it too, right? Like it's there's obviously some financial He's, he's char... just giving away his spunk to I anybody. Don't...
0: They didn't really describe that. I should look more into this before I talked about it, but oh well. Um <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I think he just wants to help people because like there is such a high cost it is to very go expensive, through a clinic. Yeah. yeah. And I, he and I'm pretty sure he's in the US,
1: so But there's like there's, there's like a process for that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, like how sanitary, like what are you, <laughs> what are you doing it in? And then what are you putting, do you know what I mean? Like, is, yeah. like how sanitized of a process is this?
0: How clean is how this? How
1: clean is this?
0: He Be- said like once, it started he had um friends who were lesbians and they wanted to have a kid, but they were telling him how yeah. expensive it is and how much of a hassle it is. And so he just like, went into a cup and then gave it to the friend and she took a syringe and they went into the back of their car and <laughs> she, she put it in there. That's so, that's so
1: <laughs> ridiculous. It's so she gross. She went into the back of the car. <laughs> it's a car. And like That's yeah.
0: Bada bing bada boom. It's baby. just
1: it's like it's it's a real That's a, my issue is more ethically, I I get it that like if he has no claim to the baby, like if he's not saying he's the father, as opposed to he is just the sperm donor, then what difference does it make? Do you know what I mean? Like if he's just saying, you've used my genetics so that you can have a child and you can raise a child, that's one thing. But if he's trying to stake claim to 41 kids, then that's unethical.
0: I don't, he's not staking claim. But like when you think about people who go to a sperm bank, there's anonymity there. There's also, like, well, it not just... Full. It's not full. Not full, yeah. It. Yeah. But there's a process, and it's, like, you... Yeah, you're donating your product, but what, like, you... I don't know. It just feels different than some guy being, like, message me on... He, so the way he does it now is people will message him on Facebook and be, like, hey, we really want a kid. Can we have your sperm?
1: But my thing is, is also, <laughs> like, from the other side, if I knew, if I was... If I was a woman who wanted to have a child, let's say, I, I, I know the process is difficult. Do I want the father of my child or my sperm donor to be someone who has 41 kids out there?
0: No, I would not.
1: That You know what I mean? Like, I think like, do I do. Deal- do I want
0: my kid to have 30 something odd siblings? Half, half they-
1: siblings, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what if they wind up dating one of their siblings one yeah. day? What if they marry one of their siblings one day? That's what a- if the siblings have baby? Yeah. Anyways, that's where my talking points, because you say I never come with any, and so...
1: <laughs> I mean, you came with it today.
0: I picked two. Those
1: are good ones. <laughs> I appreciate Thank it. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think, Mitha, it's time. We talk about... Is it? We talk about The Thing. The Thing. The Thing.
0: This Da-na-na-na. week, we
1: picked... We watched a Mitha movie.
0: We did.
1: Mitha, tell us what we watched.
0: We watched 2004's A Cinderella Story, starring one Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray.
1: We did. Yes. So let me just give you the quick IMDb breakdown of what A Cinderella Story is about. Routinely exploited by her wicked stepmother, the downtrodden Samantha Montgomery is excited about the prospect of meeting her internet beau at the school's Halloween dance. So yeah, there is a. Yeah. this is a romantic comedy with a Cinderella... Over slash undertone to it. <laughs> Before we get really into it, Mita, I just want yeah. to preface this, what I'm going to ask you next with to our audience, that this season, you know, our podcast is called Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. And so that doesn't mean that I think every movie we pick is kind of like on the lake, AFI 100s, like, movies yeah. to watch. Like, that's, that's <laughs> not the point. that Because there are movies that you and I think that, A, you and I should watch or that are important to moviegoers in general. Or, mm-hmm. you know, m- movies that, like, you know, Lutera, for instance, is this unknown movie that I think everyone should watch because I love it so much. With that in mind, Mita, I would like to know <laughs> why you chose a Cinderella mm-hmm. story for this episode so
0: um i don't know how or when this started but i think at one point i was describing a scene from the lizzie mcguire movie (laughs) probably (laughs) probably and you know okay so i i'm a kid born in the 90s and of like the early 2000s and lizzie mcguire was a big deal for Mm. me lizzie was relatable she stood up to bullies she was Mm. like she was uncool but she was cool in a lot of ways and hillary duff was a big part of that and so i've always admired hillary duff and i think out of all those kids that like were teen actors that have grown into adults she's like done stuff right like she's on she's on a good path and like as an adult now she's not still trying to be a goody goody she fully admits to like having a baby daddy and like all this other stuff and i think she's Just very reputable. And I think we were talking about Lizzie McGuire and the Lizzie McGuire movie. And you had said that you would watch the Lizzie McGuire movie. And so I knew I wanted something Hillary Duff Mm -hmm. in our season this year. And I thought about the Lizzie McGuire movie. And I thought really hard about this. But I also, I think to watch the Lizzie McGuire movie, you need to have experienced the Lizzie McGuire series. Okay. You need to understand those characters. You need to know Lizzie and Kate and Gordo and Miranda and understand all their dynamics. And I think if I had shown you that movie, you could not appreciate what 13-year-old Mitha loved (laughs) about the
1: Lizzie McGuire movie. Do you think think almost 30-year-old Mitha could appreciate what 13-year-old Mitha appreciated? You know,
0: I have not watched it. Also, almost 30. Let's preface that. It's a couple days. I have not watched it as a grown woman. I would love to. Maybe yeah. I'll do it tonight. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to see. Um, but then I was like, okay, so what Hillary Duff movie should I show Nadine? Because right. I think that's what's really key here is that Hillary Duff was a big part of my tween okay. life. I really wanted all the stuff by Duff. I just like lived and breathed Hillary Duff, and almost as bad as the Olsen twins. If I'm being really honest.
1: Okay. Wow, yeah. that that's big because you do love the the Olsen's.
0: I love the Olsen twins. And, and I thought sister. about. <laughs>
1: huh? And their younger sister. And
0: their younger sister, Elizabeth Olsen.
1: Who's more talented.
0: Yes. She'll have an Oscar, I think one day.
1: I think one day she will.
0: But back to Hilary Duff, who will never have an Oscar. I kept thinking, like, what are the movies that I could make Nadim watch? And I thought about Raise Your Voice, but I felt like it was too niche. And I thought about the one that name I keep forgetting. It's with Heather Locklear, the perfect man. That's what okay. it's called. Yeah. And she sets up her mom with yes. the perfect man. Yeah. I was like, no, I think like the perfect one because it really epitomizes like Hillary Duff's trajectory into like teen superstar okay. is a Cinderella story. Okay. With Chad Michael Murray.
1: I'm not going to lie, Mitha, it's way more thought than I thought you put into it. (laughs) I'm I'm sitting here like, oh, wow, these are all actually really interesting points.
0: Yeah. This movie was the catalyst of her feud with Lindsay Lohan. Why? This is what put it so... Okay, I'll explain before we get into the movie. There we go. It's okay, time yeah, for the celebrity start, yeah. gossip, guys. Absolutely. So, so, Chad Michael Murray, who stars in this movie with mm-hmm. Hilary Duff, also starred in Freaky Friday yes. with Lindsay Lohan.
1: And Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: And Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. Um, and Mark Harmon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and at the premiere of Freaky Friday, Chad Michael Murray showed up to the premiere with one Hillary Duff. Oh, Blasphemy! This is Lindsay's. This is Lindsay's movie, and like the rumor around town was that Lindsay and Chad might have had like a little something. Something they probably did, guys. Mm -hmm. And he shows up with Hillary Death, and that set off. Lindsay versus Hillary. And it was a big deal. It was on Much Music every single day. They were showing this all the huge. music studios. At the time, I was team Lindsay because I felt like Lindsay was the better actor.
1: Which is not wrong.
0: <laughs> I am not wrong in that. No. She is the better actor. The better person, that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... Um, It just, like, really, that's what kind of blew it up. And then Lindsay said things about Hillary, and then Hillary said things about Lindsay in interviews and whatnot. And really, it's Chad Michael Murray's fault. Like, he knew what he was doing. that's true. Yeah. And this movie, and then the reason why Hillary was with Chad was because they were filming this movie at the time. And so he was just like, hey, do you want to go to my movie premiere with me? And she did. And it's a big deal in my life. (laughs) Okay. I I spent, you know, a lot of time thinking about these things when I was 12, 13 years old. So there's like a
1: nostalgic kind of component to this. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Okay. Mm -hmm. that makes
0: a lot more sense.
1: (laughs) No, it actually makes a lot more sense.
0: Yeah. And then I actually thought I was older when this came out, but I wasn't. I was only 13 when this came out. But I remember going to the theater and watching it.
1: Oh, you paid money to see this.
0: No, I didn't pay money because my best friend's brother was a manager at AMC, (laughs) and we did not pay money to go see any movies every summer.
1: Fair enough. (laughs) So I saw for free. Okay.
0: Probably three times. (laughs) Thirteen.
1: Because this was a movie that demanded to be seen three times.
0: Yeah, it did. (laughs) So... That's, like, my love affair with a Cinderella story. Okay. Nadeem, I, I would love to know your gut reactions to a Cinderella story.
1: So, honestly, I first have to say I, I'm i taken <laughs> aback with how much thought that was put into this.
0: Really? Okay. Honestly,
1: because I thought you just... I thought the whole idea was to pick a Hillary Duff movie. Uh-huh. And I thought you picked a Cinderella story for, like, a variety of reasons. But, like, I, I, I didn't think that played such a significant part in your life especially like fine you were 13 but like the fact that you are now pretty much 30 and mm-hmm. it's still <laughs> it's still something that clearly resonates with you for whatever reason oh, yeah. so even if that's because at the, it made you happy at the time and that memory is still something that like you hold on to that's actually pretty significant then right like it's not it's not something to be diminished and it's not something to be dismissed so yeah. i am Really taken aback with how much actually thought went into picking this movie because I Can I say one more thing though? Please, yeah.
0: I know this isn't good. (laughs) I don't want anyone to think that, like, I think this is, like, the finest cinema there ever was. Like, I know it's not good. It's just I can remember being 13 years old and, like, into this whole, like, Lindsay Hillary drama and, like, going to the theater Mm -hmm. and watching it. And, like, those are the first times I got to go to the theater by myself. Like, I wasn't with my parents. And, like... Sitting there and That's getting popcorn yeah. and putting the junior mints in the popcorn. Yeah. And like, it's a big, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, tell me how you feel. So, <laughs> I really,
1: when I approached this movie, I watched it yesterday and I was like, I, so I had a really busy day and so I was like really tired, but I knew we wanted to, we were, Mita and I have kind of been off track with our recording and like we've been recording later in the week and we kind of wanted to get back. So, we were like, we're going to record Monday. So I knew I needed to watch it by Sunday. And I was a little tired, but I was like, you know what? Devote the same amount of energy you would to any movie. I know this isn't, like, on your, like, bucket list or, like, something you really want to watch. But I really went in with an open mind. I didn't want to hate it. I didn't go in thinking, like, I didn't... I I tried to honestly go in with a good attitude. This is an awful movie, though. (laughs) This is, like, a really... (laughs) This is, like, a really, really terrible film.
0: Okay, go on. And... I agree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like so. I started it, and I was just like, you know, it starts off with this like kind of fairy tale opening, and then we kind of get into it. I'm like, okay, here we are, and then the movie just kind of starts to play, and then it just continues to play, and I'm kind of just like, there were moments where I'm just laughing at the screen, and I'm honestly just like, who decided to invest money in this?
0: <laughs> who, yeah right who Warner the, Brothers
1: yeah who saw it that like I just I couldn't get over some of the stuff in this movie I don't even know where to be you know how when I love a movie I have so much to say about it I have yeah. so much to say about this because I don't understand I don't understand how so much of this movie got made I don't understand how let's forget Hillary Duff and Chad Michael Murray and we can talk about that how did Jennifer Coolidge decide to do this
0: and Regina King. And
1: Regina King. But we can I wanna I wanna say something about Regina King. First okay. of all, Regina King I, I don't know if I'm mixing up like the emotion you feel to her character, but when Regina King showed up on screen, it was almost like a sense of relief. <laughs> I was just like, like Oh, someone's oh, gonna save this. Someone's going to be half decent in this. And yeah. it was absolutely true. But what actually made me really sad was imagine where Regina King's career was at the time that she bull- had to take this.
0: Jerry Maguire had been out, guys. Yeah. Like people like why is she doing movies like this? Why yeah. is she doing Miss Congeniality too? 2? That <laughs> like, is
1: different though. That was that it? was the sequel to a blockbuster with Sandra Bullock. I, I think still, that's a very different I think that's very different than taking this.
0: There are a lot of things in her like in her filmography that are questionable. And I want want to know like why did she have to make those choices? Cuz you know, I don't think she did them well, willingly.
1: But you know what it was, Mita? and honestly, she was probably busy as a black woman, just not getting significant roles. roles, right
0: yeah. Who knew that a Cinderella story would bring up this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> but
1: honestly, she wasn't Holly <laughs> Berry. She didn't. She's not as like she's not as hot as Holly Berry. Like, let's just call it what it is. I think yeah. Regina King is beautiful, but like she she didn't have that look for her. She wasn't like Tyra Banks or she
0: didn't have like sex appeal. She didn't have sex appeal. She's just a really good actress. She was.
1: A, <laughs> she was. The definition of, let's say, sassy black woman. And she filled that cliche, which is what it was really well, but she was probably just getting offered such terrible parts that she decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do.
0: I'll do a Cinderella story. I'll do a Cinderella
1: story. So anyways, how does does this movie land those two people?
0: And like... Can I say, though, Jennifer Coolidge is, like, the the comic relief in this movie. Anytime she's in there, she's I'm just great. like, yeah. you're just so good at what you do. Yeah. Like, no one else can do those
1: things. But even Hilary Duff, I was just, in my head, I was just like, you had a giant hit of a TV show. Why this? Why?
0: Why? 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 Well, like, no, I think there's probably, it's Warner Brothers, so it's a big studio saying, let's make a movie that's, like, Cinderella and Girls Love Fairy Tales. And I think there's probably a lot of notion that comes with that. Watching this, though, I was like, this is so dangerous for teenage girls. <laughs> yeah. And I do remember watching it and thinking, like, yeah, this is what high school is going to be like when I go to high school in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. And, like, I think I, I understood a little bit, like, the difference between TV and movies, but not enough to be like, yeah, like, there will be popular people and they're going to be mean to everybody. Yeah. And, like, my high school experience wasn't like was that at like all. That like, at we all. all just got along yeah. really well. But... I think, you know, she probably had a lot of people making decisions for her. I don't think she was, like, making these decisions herself. Oh. And they all saw the ka-ching, ka-ching, with it. Because I think it did, did it? make a lot of money. Did it? Let's see. The budget was 19, and it did box office 70.1
1: million. That's a lot of money. That is honestly so upsetting. $20 million. Wow. Because can I just say... This screenplay is so effing terrible. It's so bad. Someone did one draft, maybe a draft and a half, and they were like, cool, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, we're like, done. I don't I don't I don't know. Do you know how many hands a script has to go through before it gets financed, and then a director picks it and then actors pick it, and then it goes to set, and then it goes through editing. Who did anyone at any point think, hey this is terrible dialogue (laughs) these scenes don't make sense there's like no it's just it's there's so many like weird loopholes loopholes and just like just things where i'm just like what why is why is this on screen why is this
0: happening and it just it just feels like to me all that happened was whoever wrote this went into the room to pitch it and he was just like it's um it's cinderella but it's with teens and instead of a slipper it's a cell phone
1: yeah honestly that might have been it and he would they were That's just like it. bag and of money like... here you go yeah
0: yeah <laughs> absolutely
1: because what gets to me more than anything is that I think there is a world where this movie where there's like a there's a twist on Cinderella I think there's a place yeah. where there's like you know where Cinderella is very it's a very expected everyone knows how it happens but there's I think there's a world where someone makes a story where maybe the stepmother isn't evil maybe she's actually the she's the good one in all of this and the you know yeah. fairy godmother is the one who's actually like twisting things maybe Cinderella's a lesbian and you know like who knows like there's so many things you can do this movie didn't actually have to do any of that but this movie isn't even the best movie that it's trying to be.
0: No, it's do you know what I mean? Terrible.
1: Like it's yeah. it's trying to be very low brown. It's trying to be very simple and it's trying to appeal to a certain audience, but it doesn't even do that well.
0: No. It's it's really terrible cuz I think about there are a lot of actually really good teen movies out there and I think when you're trying to there are good oh, teen
1: yeah, movies. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. made a
0: face and I was like, "No." No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um and like when I think about things that adapt, you know, like fairy tales or literature of the past, the one that like always comes to mind is Clueless, which is yep. the story of Emma, Emma and it's told so wonderfully in this like 1990s Beverly Hills setting yeah. that makes sense you know it's dumbed down language but it's still really s- a smart screenplay and like i know what emma is because of clueless like yeah. it educated me yeah. and i think there are a lot of th- p- movies that do that even when you look at like easy a i think yes, that's I was really just gonna well say done about the scarlet letter yeah book smart doesn't follow anything but i think book smart is just a really good teen movie and i want to put that out there i don't think
1: i don't think just calling something that appeals to teens means that it it needs to be bad
0: and yeah, i don't and i think this- there's Says
1: that and this says that it says that yeah. that the audience is dumb and it's just like no if you look at the audience and what the audience what has what has had long-lasting power of teen movies are things like heathers and clueless and mean girls oh, and there's there are movies you know fast times at Ridgemont high there are movies that have appealed to that audience and to an adult audience but have not dubbed down or have not played down to those people if I was a teenager watching Mean Girls, I honestly would have thought it was the a- funniest thing in the entire world. But also, I was
0: a teenager watching Mean Girls. and But
1: you also didn't feel like you were being condescended to.
0: No, I felt like this. this is smart and this is how real people talk. Yeah. And this is like what life can be.
1: It's also saying like Mean Girls is a way that it's like the jokes aren't trying to be teen jokes. Tina no, Fey wrote.
0: They're adult they're, jokes.
1: And granted, I know we both like love Tina Fey, so like listeners take this with a grain of salt. But the way the jokes are constructed, it's just meant to be funny. It's not mm-hmm. meant to be funny to a thirteen year old. That's the problem with this.
0: This plays up to the yeah. I don't even th- and like thinking about it. I feel like they are trying to reach even younger than thirteen.
1: Maybe, maybe the goal like, is actually to meet like ten year old girls. Yeah,
0: ten year old girls. Which like what's wrong with me? <laughs> I really liked the fact that no. I don't think I loved it. I just think I I don't know. I really liked I really liked Chad Michael Murray. When Can I, I ask was that about age.
1: that? Why? <laughs> yeah
0: um chad michael murray at this point was in freaky friday he was on gilmore he's so bland he was on dawson's creek he was like the bad boy in dawson's creek and gilmore girls so like that's what the attraction was he was in one tree hill and lucas was like a good guy but an asshole at the same time Mm. like he had all these things going for him when i look at him now i'm like oh no
1: but from a purely (laughs) aesthetic point of view i'm just like you are white bread like not even toasted white bread,
0: <laughs> but like think about what 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 else was out there at the time. We didn't have but even, like Mets Joshua to look Jackson. At. Joshua Jackson's
1: really cute, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. I'm like I can I can objectively say fine. Like I, I I was at high school when Dawson's in high school when Dawson's Creek was in its peak, and like looking now, I could be like I can get the appeal of Joshua Jackson. Yeah, but I cannot get the appeal. I didn't of Chad get Michael da- Murray.
0: Dawson though. What about James Vanderby? No, Did I didn't get, get that? that.
1: No, but generally speaking, the girls I, I went to high school with. I have a thing for
0: blondes. Like you don't <laughs> like blondes at all.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think generally you don't speaking, don't like I blondes. do like darker hair on men and women. There you go. So I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, and maybe that's why you don't like Hillary Duff either. <laughs> uh,
1: so let let me say about Hillary Duff. I was watching this, and part of me was just like, you deserve better. <laughs> like I can I was I was thinking I'm like you could carry a decent movie if you had to. If she was given one, yeah. Yeah, if you were given a decent script, I feel like you could. I feel like Hilary Duff in like Mean Girls for instance could have done that. Mm.
0: It's just so hard to see it not being Lindsay. Yeah. I don't know if she has that range if I well. Okay, so she's on this TV show now called Younger which just ended. Yeah and it's a Darren Star show so it's like yeah. it's questionable at times yeah. it's very cheesy but she's actually quite good at it and like she plays she's like Kelsey is kind of a mean girl but she's not like yeah. she's still like a really good friend but if she wants to be she can be a bitch and she does that really well and like this is the role that she should be playing or like i was so excited for the The relaunch of Lizzie McGuire, Mm -hmm. because from what she was saying in interviews, like it was going to be an adult Lizzie. You were going to see her having sex. You were going to see her, you know, in her adult life, like working her job and being a single girl in her 30s. And Disney like squashed it because they're like, oh, no, we don't want that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Then why did you shoot the pilot? Yeah. Anyways, I'm very upset about it still.
1: Can I say, though, just going back to Mean Girls quickly, I think Lindsay Lohan is actually the weakest link.
0: In Mean Girls? Yeah. I think um, that is, Rachel McAdams is the strongest.
1: Rachel McAdams is absolutely the strongest. I think yeah. both...
0: And Lizzie Kaplan.
1: Lizzie Kaplan, sorry. Lizzie Kaplan Lizzie is Kaplan. excellent. Amanda Seyfried is good. Lacey Shivert. Lacey Shebert. Like, they're all very strong. I think Lindsay Lohan is not bad in this. Don't get me wrong. I just think Rachel McAdams, it, like, she steals the movie.
0: But those characters, the ones that we think are stronger, play off of the fact that Lindsay is this, like, timid like, new girl. Like, we see them as, like, so much stronger because they are supposed to be this, like, juxtaposition of somebody who's just, like, plain Jane, normal
1: But think about, if you think about in the lexicon of the world, Regina George is a synonym. Like, she's... For what? F- For a mean girl. She's a Regina oh, okay. George. You know what I mean? Like, that's... <laughs> you
0: watch the movie yeah, for her. you watch the yeah. movie
1: for her, but also, like, if I were to say to you, oh, she's such a Regina George... Or is she, I wouldn't even say Regina George. I'd say she's a Regina. So do you see them
0: all as leads or do you see them all as supporting? Because I see them all as supporting.
1: I see this as a dual film between Rachel and Lindsay.
0: Mm.
1: Because I don't think Lindsay, I think Lindsay is good in this. Don't get me wrong. But she plays off of Rachel very well. I think Regina and Katie have, they they kind of have like the back and forth. Like they have great chemistry together.
0: Here's the other thing though. Rachel McAdams when filming Mean Girls is probably close to 30.
1: Yeah. Oh, she was closer to like Lindsay 25, Lohan. I think.
0: Okay, yeah. But Lindsay Lohan is what like 17?
1: She Well, and that's fair, but like then you look at someone like Sersha Ronan.
0: Okay, but that's the, the <laughs> exception. That's not the rule.
1: But I'm just saying that it's not impossible. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's Lindsay, not impossible. I don't think Lindsay was ever going to win an Oscar. I think Lindsay no. if she had played her cards right could she have been a Golden Globe. She could have gotten a Golden Globe. She could have she could have been Emma Stone. If she had played her cards correctly and yeah. she had focused on her career, I think mm-hmm. she could have had the trajectory Emma Stone did. Emma if Stone she had
0: better support system in her life, I think.
1: Yeah. Emma Stone yeah. really honestly went from a supporting role in uh, Superbad. super bad. She slowly built on that until she got a freaking Oscar. Yeah, it was. She played it very well.
0: Now she's a mom.
1: Now she's a mom, and she's Cruella Deville. (laughs) And she's Cruella Deville, but that's look at that, look at that, like trajectory of a career.
0: That's true. That's very good. Hillary won't have that.
1: (laughs) But and but I do think that if Hillary had picked better movies, she could have. I think Hillary falls into that same.
0: We'll never know. We'll never know.
1: The sliding doors version of these, yeah.
0: I watched Sliding Doors for the first time recently. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not a
1: huge fan. I didn't
0: love it. I don't love Gwyneth,
1: but... Yeah, Gwyneth is just hard to watch in anything. Yes. So, you talked about how this was... We would have a similar feeling to maybe Showgirls.
0: (laughs) Okay, granted, I hadn't watched this in a long time.
1: So, how was it watching it after so long? Talk to me about that. I realized...
0: I was just like why did I like this as a kid? <laughs> like, I couldn't understand, like, what my thought process was as a 13-year-old mm-hmm. watching this. And I think it was, like, I liked Hillary Duff, and I had a crush on Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. And you know when you're a kid, and there's, like, an actor that you just really like, and you just like anything they're in? You don't care. You're not, like actually consuming the media yeah. that you're watching. I think that's probably what it was. It was just like, I'm going to watch anything Chad Michael Murray's in. Okay. And I'm going to like it. <laughs> and what a brat
1: I was. So do you remember the last time before this time that you watched this?
0: I want to... Was it may- 17 maybe 17 years ago? <laughs> I want to say high school. Okay. Maybe like when I was 17. So like 15, yeah, four thirteen years ago. Yeah. I think that was probably the last time and I'm trying to remember, like, I know I've always liked the Jennifer Coolidge character, and I yeah. think that's what's really the, been the appeal for me. I also like her best friend in this. I like Dan Bird. I think there's some, like...
1: Why does he always yeah. do these roles, though? I don't
0: know. I love him in EZA.
1: <laughs> he's better in Easy but but is yeah. also a better written film.
0: He also was on Cougar Town. Yes, and, like, great, he's yeah. great in
1: Cougar Town. Great in Cougar, Cougar Town. Cougar Town is so underrated, for the record.
0: Yes. Yeah. So Everybody underrated. go watch Cougar yeah, Town. it's so funny. I didn't know you watched it
1: because it, oh it's gosh. such a terrible <laughs> name. Yeah, it was a terrible name. and like name.
0: those first few episodes, they didn't know what they no. were trying to do. But then eventually but then they figured it they out. Hit their it's stride. actually it's quite funny. It's just like a nice, fun yeah. sitcom. Yeah, but I like Dan Bird in this, and I like what they kind of are saying with his character of like. I think there's some good messages here for kids of like, be yourself. Don't worry about what other people think about you. If you have dreams and goals, like, do what you can to achieve those. Don't let other people's, you know, ideals of what you should be doing change your mind about what you should be doing. If you really believe in yourself, like, you can achieve anything. <laughs> As I'm saying, I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> I think that that's good for like the 10 year old, it's a good spoonful for like younger kids. But this was, I think, aiming for teens and, and like young adults, and like really misses the mark. And I as watching it now as an almost 30 year old, I was just like, "Holy shit, what was I thinking when I was that old? Like, why did I like this? this there's so much about this set is like really toxic, too.
1: So let me ask you then, given what you just said, if you had a young girl, I have a young girl. Yeah. If you had a young girl around her 10, 10, when she's 10, 11, would you want her to watch this?
0: No. <laughs> I I want to change the kids of our future. I believe that children are the, the future.
1: future?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think so often we we give them these spoonfuls of like really just like bad things in, in the hopes that they get the message that's within them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, there are other movies that you could watch at 10 years old that teach you the same thing and that isn't really bad <laughs> and like it's actually artful
1: like at the top of my head i'm just like i'd rather show my child the incredibles to be like hey it's okay to be different yeah just to, then. I, and still have a great screenplay and a great movie and like great characters because i think i i agree that with what you're saying that the fine the the message in this overall like there are some good themes there are some educational things for young kids but those same things are so much more digestible when the movie itself is good. Mm-hmm. My, I have a friend uh, in the uh, movie industry here, and he says, you have to hide the vegetables. The better you can hide the vegetables, the better the movie.
0: Is your friend Jessica Seinfeld?
1: Yeah, I know. No, she's not. <laughs> he, she's not. Um, but uh, that's absolutely it. You have to put the spinach in the brownies. Yeah, you do. The, the, and this just doesn't do it. It's like over the top, and then the message just hits you over the head, too. And really the doesn't. other thing I thought was super weird is when they were casting Chad Michael Murray's dad and Hillary Duff's dad, it was the byline for the casting average looking white male in their 40s? Like, they look alike. They eh? look exactly they, like, alike, Mita.
0: You know what I was thinking? They were trying to go like the route of the parent trap. And so they just got like Dennis Quaid lookalikes.
1: Yeah, Dennis Quaid <laughs> yeah. lookalikes who are just Dennis so interchangeable. Looking.
0: Yeah. Also, where's her mom? Do they, they don't really explain no, that. No, they don't no, ever talk about they don't, birth They don't mom. do a good job about that. Ooh, yeah. po- sorry, Sam.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there was some turkey basement going on.
0: Also, if she hid the will like that, would she not have Get like gone out. to jail? That was so <laughs>
1: awful. <laughs> I don't want to talk about plot points because it's just so dumb. No, I've never seen my dead husband's missing it, will. <laughs> <it's> like, who... <laughs> who thought this was this was good? I don't, and why would he marry her?
0: <laughs> why, why did he think yeah, that was a he, good choice? Why did he pick that one?
1: There's just so many things that I was watching and I was just like, why is this? The, why was this the choice?
0: Yeah. Why is she so mean to Sam too? Like, like for they instance, don't
1: when I had, this is my favorite. When the stepsisters are <laughs> yeah. at Chad Michael what Murray's, the like, car, car wash, and oh then one God. of them runs into the car wash and I'm like yeah I was like why are you why? running into the what? car wash on, on what purpose like ever would you be like oh there's <laughs> an opening into the car wash let me go in there
0: also when they get waxed like I feel like they're trying to do some home alone shit yeah. and have like have them be the sticky bandits but it's like no they're teenage girls they like, teenage girls you...
1: and that I think they would be like broken bones going they'd be on. dead yeah, yeah. It would be like very bad but also why did she run into the car wash
0: it makes no sense. <sighs> but you're laughing.
1: I'm laughing at it, Mita. I'm not laughing with it. I'm most definitely not laughing with it. And can I just say that was the scene where I was just like, My daughter's never watching this crap. No. Yeah. I like, like I she... she's absolutely she's gonna grow up knowing her father has pretentious movie choices and being like, Well Baba, why didn't I get to watch like these things? And I'm like, Because there is good And then movies. one
0: day when you're not there, I'm gonna sneak yeah. in. No. No,
1: because you know I better make than you that watch too. This. Yeah.
0: I would make her watch this.
1: <laughs> I just don't think there's a world where if that where if you have a a, a night to watch a movie that anybody should pick this. This should this should just genre. not be it. You can watch so I'm many. I'm trying other to things. think of
0: like when it's appropriate to watch this, and I think it's like if you want to know what not to show your children, yeah, yeah, watch this, yeah. and then learn from it. <laughs> can I also just say
1: so? I looked up this movie after I watched it. The Metacritic score is like 26. Yeah. And then I was just like, let's look up the Lizzie McGuire movie. Meet It has a 56 rating. And part of me was just like, why did you just pick the Lizzie McGuire movie? I just don't know if you're going to get it. And it's possible. Like, I I completely... Like, when you said it, I was just like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, maybe I won't, like, have the same insight into it. But then I was also just like, but I might have liked it more than I liked this.
0: Well, we still have, you know, like... (laughs) There's still like we there's see, still like forty more episodes this year, yeah. so you never know. I never know. You never know.
1: Mitha, do you have any sequel prequel ideas for this thing?
0: <laughs> I would like to see Jennifer Coolidge's character's transformation into mousy brunette who has like two kids into this like gold digger who yeah. goes, "Hi, I'm going out. I'm going to go get lipo." <laughs> Which, you know, that's funny. Is it so,
1: but that- can I just say some of the lines are good, but part of that feels because Jennifer Coolidge was just like Coolidge walked in
0: it. and just yeah.
1: is like, I'm going to say this line.
0: Perfect casting. Perfect casting. I think maybe they made this as a Jennifer Coolidge vehicle. What if they were like, let's get that Jennifer Coolidge more out there. Let's give her, give her, her a real story. movie then. Yeah, well, they're never going to do that because... She doesn't look like the ideal no. star.
1: Jennifer, also, like, I think at this point, she's been kind of typecast into Jennifer so why is she Jennifer in Coolidge? Promising
0: Young Woman? <laughs>
1: oh God, that casting was awful. That's a
0: bad, that's bad casting. Bad casting. Yeah. But um, I, I want to know how, what her transition was like into okay. non gold digger into gold digger. That's fair. What is that yeah.
1: I'd like, and I'd like to see also, the mom. I want to know who birthed. Yeah,
0: what happened to the mom?
1: Mitha, just get... Oh, I have to give my rating first?
0: You have to give... No, no I give my do. rating yeah. first. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I Wait, did like this... give
1: me 13-year-old Mitha's rating. Oh, okay. And then give me 30-year-old Mitha's rating.
0: Okay. Mitha just went to the AMC with Liz Bloom, and they just saw a Cinderella story. Millie! Oh my gosh! <laughs> you have to watch a Cinderella story. It has Chad Michael Murray. It has Hillary Duff. There's like a love story and it's like Cinderella and it's like reimagined. It's so creative.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could see it. I think I'm going to go see that. it
0: again tomorrow. Like Liz and I have nothing to do so we'll probably just go see it again tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably what happened. And how
1: many stars did you give it?
0: At that time? I don't know. <laughs> like Probably four.
1: Yeah, it's still not five. Even at 13, you know it it wasn't perfect.
0: But I probably gave it four. But now. But now, Meet the (laughs) Sampad. This movie has nothing. (laughs) It's the opposite of Stefan. Yeah.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: This really doesn't have very much appealing about it except for Regina Regina George, Regina Regina King. Regina King and Jennifer Coolidge. And you know what? I'm going to give it up for Dan Bird. I think he does his job in this movie in playing that best friend. And I liked their best friend relationship. And it wasn't played up as like, oh, they're secretly in love with each other. Like, I liked that they did that. Oh, my gosh. There's one thing we didn't talk about. Did you know that the Chad Michael Murray character was originally supposed to be played by Rupert Grint?
1: As in Ron Weasley. Yeah, Ron Weasley.
0: What were they I thinking? Because this was in the Harry Potter phase. Yeah, but he doesn't have like
1: the same sex high appeal? school
0: jock sex appeal. Yeah, That's
1: yeah. true.
0: Interesting. Anyways. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, Regina King, Dan Bird. Good job in this terrible, terrible movie. Mm. It's everything that we said. There's The script is just very questionable. I don't know what their decision making skills were. In nope. the, I don't think there were any good no. decisions. I think they just wanted some teen money. Yeah, and if they they got that teen money, then fine. You take that teen money, but it, I don't think I'm gonna watch this again. Ever
1: again? This is this ever was again.
0: It. I think this was it for me. Okay. So I'm gonna give it one and a half stars.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said it best when you said this movie has nothing. There is not <laughs> a single redeemable quality except for Jennifer Coolidge and Regina King. Yeah. And they are not enough reason to watch this. They are enough reason to watch. Other things Jennifer Coolidge and especially Regina King have been in since then. And I think the learning experience for me was how bad things must have been for Regina King for her to have to take this. Mm
0: -hmm. And now
1: she's an Oscar winner who just directed a really good film. She was in Watchmen, like, for whatever reason, she had to go from Jerry Maguire to a Cinderella story. I don't know. She was on Hard Times. Don't blame her. But as, literally, aside from that, there's honestly just there's nothing. I will never watch this again. Do not waste your time, and not even in a like, you might not like it. It might not be not like, even
0: in an ironic. way. Not even
1: in an ironic yeah. way. Let me put it this way: if you had to pick, I would honestly suggest watching Showgirls because well, sh- yeah, <laughs> show- <laughs> because no. Showgirls, while also a terrible film, Showgirls was at least attempting to do something. Like I yeah. understand why Showgirls got made. Do you know what I mean? Like I understand they all
0: they had the intention yeah. of like really making something. Yeah,
1: like you, could, they were gonna try something. It failed. It failed miserably. But at the, I could see how that movie got into production. I can see how money was put behind that. Mm-hmm. This, I I do not understand who read the script and was just like, yeah, Queen, this is what we're gonna make. <laughs> like I don't, I just, I don't understand. So either someone was sleeping with someone or this is or someone's <laughs> daddy produced this. Like, there's absolutely no other reason. This is a bad, bad film. And it gets one star.
0: So two and a half stars for a Cinderella story. I am glad that we are discussing it. <laughs> I'm glad that I made you watch it.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting to watch all kinds of movies at the end of the day. Would I ever watch this again? No. Would I recommend other people watch it? No. Yeah. But am I glad I watched <laughs> it? Yeah, actually.
0: Yeah. For what right? it was. There. Yeah,
1: it was there. It's a part of the... It can't all be, you know, Chinatowns and all about Eves.
0: You have to experience the bad to appreciate the good. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the theme of the season. <laughs> Nadine's picking really great movies that are like <laughs> spectacular and I'm picking really
1: shitty ones. <laughs> no, you're not. This is the only one that I would be like was bad. The rest of them have not been bad.
0: Let me look. Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, this... I love my cousin Vinny so much. I just saw it <laughs> but there even and it made me But so uh, happy. can I just say
1: all of those movies are like a difference of taste. Yeah. This is just bad. There's, there's no taste here. This go. is just a, a bad film. Bad movie. So let's move on to other things. Yeah. yeah. We're going to watch a Nadim movie next week. hmm But, Mitha, yes. what's the time for?
0: Different characters. Same, Same world. world.
1: Okay, Mita. So next <laughs> I week. I think
0: that was the best one. I think that might have been. Yeah. It's
1: hard to tell because we can only do it once we like edit it and see how it sounded, but I think yeah. it was pretty good. Okay. So we are watching uh, a movie. Yes. You're gonna have two actors and one director.
0: Oh great. Okay.
1: okay. So I'm gonna give you the names. I'm I tried to make it I, I think the eclectic nature of what I'm gonna say is gonna make this obvious. But we'll see. So okay. your characters are Jamal, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Mary McKeishan. And your timer <laughs> starts now.
0: As Obi Wan you and McGregor.
1: Yep.
0: Okay. Mary MacEachin, can you spell that last name for me, please?
1: <laughs> well, I gotta look it up now <laughs> on IMDb.
0: Is it Train Spotting? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know who the other two are, but I was just like, I think you might make me watch Train Spotting because I've been wanting to watch Train Spotting.
1: Yeah. So Mary MacEachin <laughs> is Kelly Macdonald from Gosford Park. Oh. And Jamal is Duff Patel <laughs> yeah. from Slumdog Millionaire.
0: Dev Patel's in Train Spotting.
1: No, but Danny Boyle Oh, Danny Dura Boyle. Yeah. Okay.
0: I was like, wait, what? You know. <laughs> you forgot for a second, too. Yeah, I did. And I was just
1: like, wait, there was <laughs> like, logic Why did sure. I pick yeah. Jamal? But next week, we are watching... I
0: forgot his name in something. <laughs>
1: there. I did, too. I actually didn't know. I had to look it up. There you go. But yes, next week, we are watching Train spotting.
0: Uh, that's exciting. I'm excited about that.
1: I don't know where it's available. Let me just look it up, actually.
0: It's not available anywhere. I think we have to rent it. At least last year, when I looked, that's why I took it off because I was oh, like, "I don't want to rent it." Oh,
1: an hour and a yeah. half, Mita.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: I'm so proud of myself. I usually pick some Thank like long ass film.
0: Well, that's exciting. That's
1: exciting. So that, that will be next week. Before we get to that, though, Mita, do you have mm-hmm. your parting words, Mita?
0: I do, and okay. So to, I just want the listeners to yes. know this. I, I last week I told Nadim, I know what the quote. Yeah. For this episode, is going to be like, I know it. Yeah. And I said to him, I'm going to give you options, but there's one that's the right one. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you if it's the right one. Yeah, Nadeem,
1: yeah.
0: it's the right one.
1: Uh, well, how could it not be? <laughs> We didn't even confer about it. We always, we, we no. when we do this over text, there's always Mita sends me and I'm like, I think it should be this. She'll say, Oh, I think it should be this, or we'll agree on it. Mita yeah. just sent me, I was just like, It's this one, and then we moved on from it. Because there was no yeah. point in discussing it.
0: It's the right one. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah.
1: Why don't you tell our listeners what it was it what it is?
0: Waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Useless and disappointing. What a
1: terrible line. <laughs> what a terrible <laughs> Terrible lie.
0: But let me tell you, as a teen girl, that was like mind blowing. As a teen girl, you're like, oh yeah, she's so right. He's such a coward. <laughs> you go, Hillary Deaf. Oh, God. And the and the in, in that scene, she like breaks into the locker room, and yeah. it's like, yeah, that's how you take charge. <laughs> it's
1: just so cheesy. What
0: was wrong with
1: me? <laughs> I probably just wasn't you, though. This made 70 million, so clearly other people saw it, too.
0: Me and a bunch of teen girls.
1: (laughs) And and some confused teen boys.
0: Yeah, they probably loved it, too. Yeah. You're gonna play, um, at the end of this episode, we're gonna drown out to Hillary and Haley Duff's version of Our Lips Are Sealed, correct? Yes.
1: It's playing right now (laughs) as we
0: speak. Can you hear them? (laughs) They talk about it.
1: Before Amita starts singing, (laughs) please folks like subscribe share and rate and review and we will see you next week for train spotting have a lovely week happy canada day and happy 30th birthday to my friend mita oh
0: my gosh thank you bye bye
1: thanks for listening to movies to watch before the end of the world sponsored by no one you can
0: follow us on instagram at movies to watch pod on twitter at movies the number two watch pod on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod or send us an email at Movies
1: to Watch Pod at gmail.com As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.